Oh, bitch. Let me just move this camera. So, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> old John, John just jumped into starting the stream, did not check his setup first, just went oh, I in I, I did. I with the, the confidence of his takes. That's the I same made, energy. I just, just straight in. Just made a change. I finally have a setup again. Oh, my God. It's been almost a year. It's actually been almost a year. I left my apartment for the last time two weeks ago. Two weeks into May a year ago. Wow. I thought, didn't you have one at your new place? I thought you were set up in a room or so. Or was that just you'd made was, space in the living like room? I find, like I finally have, you know, when you finally can put stuff away. So like everything has a place. You know, yes. when you know, you know where the wires are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there they are. They're right there in a pile. Good. Good. My, Chris, you've seen my tax system. Where are the receipts and a bunch of bags? What do you have all those? I Buddy, have them. I, I paid someone to do my taxes, and I'll never do my taxes again. Of course not. Oh, my of God. Oh, my God. It was anyone, anyone who does their taxes, unless you're a tax accountant, you're a sucker. Stop being a sucker. Like, it's worth the money. Go into debt for it. It was only indulgence. My mom, my mom has given me some really great, like great mom, but great, like business advice a couple of times. And one of them was when I was 18, she was like, you're getting an accountant and you're just doing mm -hmm. your taxes every year. And I was like, yep. do you know how much of an asshole you feel paying tax, like submitting taxes when you've made, I made 18 grand one year. I got yelled at an accountant for making no money one year. That was a great time. Oh, 18 grand is more than I've made many years. Oh my God. It was just like, I just remember being at the accountant looking at 18 grand and was just mm -hmm. like, okay. And I was like, come on, man. Come, well, I see, you, you went with a real accountant. Like I was, I was doing my dad's oh, taxes through his accountant and my dad oh, has God. like, my dad's retired. He's got some money. And, um, and real accountant or, uh Oh, and he's got like a real accountant. And so okay, his real right. accountant was doing all the stuff. And I was, I was just the in between. Cause you know, dad loses stuff sometimes. And so, uh, and then I mentioned, I was like, they got, they got it done about a week and a half before the deadline. And I sent them a message being like, thank you so much for finishing early. I forgot to do my taxes because I was so stressed about my dad's. So now I have time to like, just jack them out. And, um, and they didn't even, they didn't even offer to do that for me. They just like, they'd met me and they were like, we don't, you can't afford us, man. There's no fucking way. So I just went with TurboTax because they gave me the look pre-tax what your accountant gave after seeing what you'd earned. Uh, right. But TurboTax was great. The guy was very simple. He great. did misunderstand a lot of the things that I said, but I repeated them and we got there. Oh, yeah. And as a result, I've got like a nice return that I would not have gotten myself. My uh, my entire family in Canada is now with the same accountant. They're the best. I cannot nice. remember their names. I talk to them once a year. It's the best. Here's the thing. Here's how you know you have good people. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Get out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? Your accountant's interesting. Guess what you have? A sociopathic accountant. So guess what's happening to you? You are being embezzled. Yeah. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, even, even I mean, this TurboTax guy talked to me a fair amount, but to be fair, we had some crossed wires. But my dad's accountant was just like, hey, we need this one thing. And I was like, my dad definitely lost that one thing. And they went, that's cool, we'll get it. And they just found it somewhere else. I've got to tell you, that <laughs> is my favorite thing accountants can do. <laughs> I do not understand it. I don't know where they go. I assume, what do you picture? Here's what I picture. You know, like a like an old professorial door, mm. aged wood with a metal handle, into just 
rows of like cards of and paper and just some fucking weirdo in there with stringy hair. We need the T four from Betts. Uh, come back in a week. Oh, like a like a whole like a hall that's all the old library index cards kind Correct. of thing. Like that's all they have. That's the right. Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, but not even even it's not even something as sexy as the Dewey Decibel system. It's one that's like, uh, this one was figured out using a quantum computer. Oh, I wish I was dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I pictured it. Who's who's the guy that put math into baseball? That guy. I figured he looked, that was what he did after he fixed Jonah baseball. Hill. It was Jonah Hill. <laughs> yes, Jonah Hill. I guess uh, Moneyball I, might be my favorite white guys sat around talking movie I've ever seen. It's great. I've, I've watched it like four times. Oh my god! I've watched it way more. Anytime I'm on an airplane and it's on the movie selection, boom! Yeah. I'm watching Moneyball. What it's so watchable. It's so nothing, nothing of consequence, importance. There's no stakes in that movie. It will for us or for the for like for any of that, but like for them, literally changed all professional sports. That one That's season. The best part about it. It's nothing so crazy. Happened. Billions of dollars rests on the back of that movie where nothing matters. It's the same way, like how we can't get an interesting the NFL covering up concussions and, or an interesting, that's not fair. There's a couple of interesting baseball steroids ones that are mm, screwballs, I think is one of them. That is, okay. come on. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, it's. Oh, were those documentaries? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not the same, though. That's not the same. You can't have Brad Pitt in a documentary. No, but that's what I'm saying is I want a fucking, that, that's right. I want a, like a fucking good yeah. movie and I get Will Smith out of there. Yeah, get Will Smith out of there playing his whatever. Whatever. What was the one where he played a failed inventor with his son? I don't know. We've been sleeping on that. This guy's a cunt. That's what I was. I'm gonna say about <laughs> Will Smith. We've been sleeping on it. We're all awake. I slumber no longer. Mm. I have not had any tincture yet. I want to let you know, but I am gonna have some now. Nice. The so last, uh, the last time oh, I did this, yeah, I got. Uh, I was pretty sure the guy just got real pain. You just Can't get me in the bed. That's what I think. You cracked up in that, and you said, "You know how?" And then uh, 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 you can't get in oh, the bed. No. That's what I think. That's all I got. I didn't get the rest of it. <laughs> That's not good. That's not a good sign at all. Uh, I think I it's probably me. I've got this going on my laptop as well as this. So come on. Why is that? Oh yeah. What's well, this bet? Do I not, I'm not allowed to say that you have another window down here. So this is no, it's fine. Yeah, so that's that's my laptop phone because that's the one that I set it up on because I can't do it on my phone, and uh, I miss having control over the the gadgets and widgets. It's fun, uh, because, isn't it? Also, so I thought I'd have like a double setup, like I'm like I'm uh, in a van, like I'm the man in the van. We're recording this early because I'm working a cruise next week. Because you don't know what we now have here at uh, whatever the fuck this is eventually going to be called. I like that, but you know what I like even better? This. It's UTS fun. It's UTS. Oh my fun. god! Yeah, that's right. Get, oh, get ready. And if you thought shit was annoying before, you don't even fucking know yet. Yeah, <laughs> <baby. laughs> UT fucking ass. I'm the baby boomer. I'm here to go boom in your baby maker. Yeah. <laughs> Who's out there wearing? Bras, yeah, bras go on, boobies, I like those because I am straight.
So yeah, we got a lot to The only reference that most of our listeners will get of that is um Crazy Iron the Douche from Parks and Rec. I mean, that's fine. That's totally Isn't that fine. Cr- no, it's cr- it's Isn't that wild though? They'll only understand a joke about a joke about a thing that we had to listen to every morning on the way to school. Welcome to millennials, mate. We don't, why the fuck do we know anything about Citizen Kane and Easy Rider? It's because the fucking Simpsons were written by a bunch of fucking baby boomers, and they were just like, "Bees." Oh. David Crosby is famous because he was a like a three hit wonder, and then but just looked cool. So just anytime there was like, remember the sixties, they'd get the guy with the big mustache, and you'd be like, "Oh, I was a fuck up," and they were like, "Yeah, whatever, man, fucking peace and love," and he's like, "Yeah." Well, honestly, what I think of him, it's not even the mute. I mean, since you went on your Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh, tour, right. I think of I think of him in terms of music. But uh, I always thought of him as the uh, sperm donor for Melissa Etheridge's child. I that's I, I, that's my I, number one Crosby hit. I always thought of him as a Simpsons character. And remember, I love you. I mean, that makes me think. But then he he just looks like Wade Boggs. In that episode, no, disagree, disagree completely. Because <laughs> it's also one of the funniest jokes ever, especially when you have those sideburns. Uh, oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> that baseball episode is one of the fucking best, by the way. It's oh, perfect. The Simpsons in it's general perfect. is so good. It's so good. It's so good. Disney Plus membership. Honestly, for the Muppets and uh, the Simpsons alone, it's worth it. I gotta tell you. I don't like that we're analyzing the relationship between Miss Piggy and Kermit. Oh, that's decades old. It's just on the internet now. I remember being in a bar with my friends, and this was before any smartphones or anything, and we got into a very long debate about whether or not Kermit and Miss Piggy ever actually boned. And there was a number that you could text in oh, the UK. Oh, it cost me. it cost a pound a text, oh, fuck you. and you I could be- ask them any question, and there was just some guy at the other end of it and he would always answer your question. He was just one man Google. There and is, he gave us a very long answer. A very long answer. There is nothing more UK than right before the internet UK. Like it's like everything is not like everything is still so British. They haven't had enough globalization that like American things have seeped in. So mm-hmm. it's still a time where it's like, why is this restaurant closed? Well, it's not lunchtime. Like yeah. the, the restaurant, they also need fucking to eat you piece of shit fuck you get here yeah get here on time and also we hate you so i wouldn't eat the food because we've done stuff to it like that mm. that was the entire country in vibe and manner i remember, I remember I when cappuccinos were were introduced oh i was working God. at a bar when they came in and no everyone one. was mad everyone yeah no one talks about this but there was a time where literally the idea that you had a latte was a like you were worse than a hundred thousand Hitlers. If you like that, that guy has frothy milk. Get how good did we have it when that was a problem? Like the same anger that people that turfs have for the trans community was at one time directed towards lattes. Yeah, I, mean, I was. Which direction I was, are we going? Because we're going in a direction. I don't know it's it's good or bad. I don't think it's good because it's they, not. It's why? not. I was talking to I was talking to a friend of ours uh, the other day, and this just came out of my mouth. And that it, and then I mean, I'm sure it's a fairly common thought, but Jesus, it broke my heart when I said it. And I was like, I feel really bad for kids right now because they will literally never know the relative utopia that was pre 9/11 Western culture. The absolute dream. We are generate. We are. I'm going to say one generation away from. They're going to be like, which one was that? 
Yeah. You, you, you don't understand. America, and I got to hand it to them, they have already forgotten January 6th. It is not a thing. Like, it is the attitude towards Joe Biden is so different than it was when I went to Australia. Like, it's mm. this country just forget, moves the fuck on. They, oh, but I just mean the sense of peace that we had. The I agree. sense of absolute calm, the things that we could be mad about that didn't affect anybody. That were just milk and coffees, and then followed by homophobic slurs. Oh my God, that were commonplace. <laughs> I got really stoned. I got really stoned and went for yeah. a big run, and ended that up right. and ended up writing some insane jokes in my phone. Some insane Good. ones. Good. A Louis C.K. bit that is, I think, it attacks people with dementia. I'll tell you that much for free. Wait, a bit about Louis or Louis-esque? No, it's about the Louis situation. Okay, yeah. So there's a rumor going around, which I don't actually believe, because no <laughs> one's this fucking stupid, that Louis's back at it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, he can't. There's no way, because he's, like he's a smart guy. Like the, at this point. There's no way. Like what the fuck? Anyway, it was I the I was laughing at the idea um because I still have grandparents and like my great aunt Jean is still like she's a hundred and she's still pop culturally aware because she kept up and up with the internet mm -hmm. that she's she gets emails, she's aware of Louis CK. Okay. Meaning I there's someone in my life that remembers the Hintenberg exploding. Yeah. And also was aware that Louis C.K. might be jacking off again. And then I, I put it in the idea of she uh, says this revelation uh, six years before it was revealed he was doing that. What did she know? Uh, I see. Get it? Uh, oh, the old pullback and reveal. Look the at that. Old, the old UK. Hey. hey, is someone writing comedy in London in 2004? Pullback and reveal. <laughs> the old pullback and reveal. The old Louis C.K. The old pullback and reveal. But what he's pulling back and revealing is his foreskin. Absolutely. I, um, yeah, no. And then the other bit is insane. The other bit is right. like insane. It is based on a true story, which is at a Christian camp in the years 2004. My mm -hmm. co counselor at this camp was from Papua New Guinea. His name was Logan. And there was a dinner once a week for the counselors where the council, co counselors switched clothes. Yep. And we decided to also uh, paint ourselves like each other, not realizing blackface. Hello, Canada. Hello. I mean, I think I, I think that at that age, when it's an agreement between the two people, I think that can be put down to childish fun and racism can be swept away. When it's not like you showed up and you're like, look, I'm you. If he was like, I'm going to paint you like me. That's its own. That's its own fun, gray space. I'm appreciating the benefit of the doubt. I, yeah. I really agree. And I, my my white whale has always been to get a joke about this. They always yeah. get a joke about this situation. And uh, what I what I what I've worked out is, uh, and this is based on this is just the end of another story, but just put here, which is I don't know what's embarrassing, more embarrassing that I did that or that we came second place in the counselor lookalike contest because an Asian woman taped her eyes the other way. <laughs> which is based off of, of the craziest <laughs> Halloween costume I've ever seen in my entire life. How do you even do that? What does that mean? 
it's I was at a Halloween party in theater school, and uh, one of the theater design, uh, one of the theater design uh, majors, like who was from Southeast of Southeast Asian origin. Yeah, made it so with like makeup and tape made it look like she was not uh, Asian for makeup, and then like, but it freaked <laughs> everyone out. And but it was like the best costume. But it literally <laughs> like that's really impressive. It's been five minutes. Take that. Like get fucking because it looked insane. <laughs> I I just want to say uh, to the to the listeners and viewers, I've been uh, sick for the last few days. I've been in bed. I haven't really spoken to anyone in four days. And in the first 15 minutes, uh, John has told me uh, that he knew an Asian woman who taped her eyes the other way. Other way. And I'm not. I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying yeah, to catch up yeah. just mentally. That's. I didn't even it's know cool. that was possible. Good for her. Yeah, that could the, be a whole TikTok subgenre. Oh, my God. I, I call it the reverse uh, UK comedian who played a lot of junglers in the year 2013. That's what I call it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen, I've seen a number of those dudes. I've seen oh, a number of those guys. That... That entire genre. Are you having a beer or a water? Either way, I respect. Uh, I'm having a beer because you're having a tincture, and uh, this week's oh, already yeah. fucked. I, so I bought a bunch of healthy food yesterday um, because I felt good enough to go to the store, and I was like, "Cool, I'll get, I'll get some vitamins in me," and uh, I bought some snacks as well because I, I was feeling low, and um, I ate some healthy food, but then I put that in the fridge and I kept the snacks in my room, and so now okay. all I've done is not left my room, and all I've eaten is cookies and Pringles all day uh so and a vitamin c tablet hey and uh a uh so i was like fuck it today's already i don't normally drink on a work night i'm going back tomorrow but uh today's already fucked cheers cheers big guy i don't actually know what this weed tincture does quite frankly i just know the last time jeepers creepers makes you feel all the safe and uh alone in the universe or the universe is definitely a part of it. It's a lot mm-hmm. like, a, let me put it this way. I've been listening to a lot of Rush recently, and I think the weed has everything to do with it. And I got it, I'm enjoying it, but that we're entering an annoying phase for other people of my weed smoking odyssey. Because yeah. Grateful Dead is one, you can put that in the background. Here's what no one has said at a house party Oh, good. Someone put Rush on. I love that you are becoming a 15 year old pothead. That's right. I think that's really cool and really fun, and I can't wait to see how you decorate your girlfriend's house. Uh, <laughs> and it's just a giant doobie, bro. <laughs> You're gonna get such a sick van. It's gonna oh be so I comfortable. I don't need a sick van. I already have a sick truck, bro. Yeah, but it's gonna become a van. Are you gonna get one of those like Fitbits on the back so you can sleep on it, like a bed camper? Absolutely and just cover right. it in blacklight posters for when your when your rush vibes aren't welcome indoors. Uh, first of all, my rush vibes are always welcome indoors. Um, second of all, it already has a tent, so I don't need that. Of course, yeah, good. <laughs> I have you know I attempted to call into the stream from that tent. Um, it did not work though. Uh-huh. Then, We're gonna have to get a Wi-Fi extender out there. And then proceeded to hotbox the tent. Nothing better than mm-hmm. hotboxing a tent. I'll tell you that much for free. Because it's just enough ventilation because it's a tent. Mm. It, you, you don't enter that point where you're like, well, the entire world is spinning and I'll be throwing up. You just sort of enter that point where you're like, I might be dying. So let's just uh, let's really get some thinking done. Hey, all right. Ow! I'm enjoying it as well. But by the way, I'm, I've decided to find this charming. The tent? No, or the... 
15-year-old high kid. That's great. Yeah. No, it's very, it, it's such like the music taste is so quintessential. You're going to, I mean, where do you go from Rush? No, There's going to be dragons. There's, oh, you're going to get some dragons. I will have you know, my love of Rush has nothing to do with this. And my love of Rush has been going on for quite some time. We're talking. Like the, the recently threw me off when you said I've been listening to Rush recently. I was like, recently? Come on, big yeah. guy. But as in, you've been listening to the Rush forever. I mean, yeah, I just, I just have circled back to Rush. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's we're not saying that like, oh, who's this great band? I, I, yeah. I'll have you know, I was into heavy metal in high school, and I'm from Canada. I am well aware of the virgins who have somehow had sex, known as Rush. You want to know? Like, You're the only person I know who would have fit into that movie. I love you, man. I absolutely would have fit into that movie. I love you, man, and also mm -hmm. into that movie, Role Models, which is the better version of the movie. I love you, man. Less Rush, though. I mean, that's true. I just prefer the Rush. Just watch the Rush doc documentaries. The Rush documentary about the Rush last tour will is like the first 15 minutes of Up. Get ready to piss tears out of your eye pussies. That's something that I would listen to Getty Lee scream to an a stadium full of people. He never would, though. He's too kind. That man he is, is kind. That he's such a sweet a, boy. Oh, my God. He's the most wholesome drunk man I've ever seen. Apparently, because apparently Rush really fucking puts it away is like the, the main reputation. Them and Ronnie James Dio were just like the yeah. most notorious, like, like them. It's like them, Lemmy and Ronnie James Dio is like, who's drunk all the time? And it's like, those guys, they're fucked up and they don't give a shit and they're fine. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just, Ron, Dio, I knew obviously Metalhead or uh, Motorhead. I knew, um, Rush is a surprise that they do have a beer. Never a good sign. Never a good sign. The, Never a good favorite, sign. Who's Beer's not good either. It's not good beer. Never is. Who's your favorite um, drugged out or alcoholic musician? Not not reformed. Has to be still still active. Currently, Danny still Brown. From me? Danny Brown. Currently, Danny Brown. Oh, very nice. I'm going to yeah. throw... It's a curveball, but I love it. Billy Joel. Just... He's the... Mm. Cal Ripken Jr. like attendance record of alcoholism. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's not healthy. Game respects game, sir. Hats off. Guy won't stop. He keeps showing up. No new songs. Doesn't care. 40 years. No new songs. Don't care. Uptown Girl, put it on. Let's go. I'm Elton John. Billy, you're just insecure about writing new songs. You're brilliant. And he went, yeah, but I'm insecure. And I'm done feeling insecure. Now I'm just going to cash in. And I got to tell you. His naked honesty. I'm like, Billy Joel, once again, another reason why I love the piano, man. What a great answer. What a fucking perfect answer. I wish, like, because Andre 3000 stuck in that same thing. That's why he hasn't released any music. He did a great yeah. interview with Rick Rubin talking about how he's like, my ego can't take the inevitable criticism that this album's going to come out no matter how good it is. And so I can't make anything. So I just walk around playing the fucking clarinet through Atlanta every day. And uh, if he could just be like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to do an AT Aliens tour. And Not for some reason, cameos on every Frank Ocean album. Uh, he shows up for that, which is great. It always knocks that out of the park. But It's someone else's project. Listen, I, in Melbourne this year, I emailed uh, noted comedy. Andre 3000. And Andre 3000. Only C. Bennett got back to me. And I just went, hey, man, can you just catch me in Edinburgh if you're thinking of seeing me? And it was the best thing I ever did, because I could literally just fucking... That show just needed a couple of extra days to cook, and I just mm -hmm. needed to not fucking worry about it. And it was just... Yeah. The revelation that you don't have to participate in some of that stuff 
Yeah, it's a real fucking shoulder relaxer. At all. I was uh, I was I was talking to uh, a, a comic in the UK the other day, and he was reminiscing about uh, the 2021 Fringe, and on, he was talking see, about. I think I already know who it is. He was talking about um, how it was this beautiful utopian, like everyone's just doing it, and there's no industry, and everyone's having a wonderful time, and then word got out that everyone was doing it without them and so all of a sudden all the industry just showed up like in the last third of the festival with their passes and their reviews and all this bullshit and he was like you're fucking ruining it uh let's see here yeah yeah um and that was he was he was like there was nothing there was nothing like it he said it was an incredible time to just be absolutely free of that i mean that's why we all love macfest right is because it's just comics and it's fun and it's silly and you get to do your show and enjoy yourself. You're totally correct. Although MacFest has a lot more industry than anyone ever talked about. Yeah. Mm. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah, but because I like I know I know Henry. But like I know I know Henry and I Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've, I've talked to him. I've talked to him about that and he's just like, "Yeah, listen, they can come, but if they try to get a fucking badge, if they call me and ask for something for free if they try to pull any of that bullshit we're gonna we're gonna have words and so it's nice that he's put out he's put out like don't you can come but don't do the thing yeah that's a fair and point. that's all that's all we care about i'm fine with them being there as people but like don't do the don't do the fucking thing <laughs> i will tell you one of the best shows i have ever done in my life was on macfest i did it for mm-hmm. three people nice the, the three people were the room technician, Emma City, and her boyfriend. <laughs> and literally, I don't know what was like a wild hair up my ass. Every once in a while, I did the com- there was a combination of coffee and cigarettes and exhaustion where I was the most charming human being you've ever like. I don't know if you could bottle that elixir, you're a billionaire. Oh, buddy. Could, never, could never get the mixture right. I, I did one at Mac that was one of the best shows I've ever done, and it was to an, weirdly a full house. I still don't know why, but absolutely packed, and it was a pretty big room, and it was like ninety people, I think, and um, a bunch right of now. comics came, which was really I'm nice. Say this right now, yeah. If there was ever a festival to like you, it is Macfest. It is a place where. Mm people go just to watch a steam train go around in a circle. Yeah. They're going to love the dissection of the concept of an empire by way of a dildo or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like we did it. Yeah. <laughs> just a real- but it was like, well, I remember it was like, it started off when I just brought out a bottle of wine because I was like, I can't afford pints here. So we're calling this a prop and no one's allowed to be mad at me. And I was like, who needs a drink? And this woman ran up to the front of the stage I was like, do you have a cup? She was like, no. So I was like, lean back. So she leaned back and I just poured a bunch of red wine into her mouth. And then the show just kept getting better from there. It was fucking awesome. Only you. And this is would Coyote ugly the beginning of a show with red wine. What a Tchaikovsky meets <laughs> biscuit moment. That's yeah. my niche, baby. That's that's where I live, right in that sweet spot. If you were in Limp Biscuit, the song would be called would the song would go like this. Um one of those days where you get a, break stuff would be a metaphor. That, yeah. that song would be you got to break stuff metaphorically is what you would say. 
That's what you Wait, would it, they they wouldn't they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done the faith cover. They would have covered like Tom Waits the piano has been drinking. Oh fuck yeah. No, <laughs> I like that no one covers Tom Waits cuz they're like he did it. Like what are he we doing it. here? Yeah. yeah, there's no point. There's no point. He's perfect in what everything. You know what I like about Tom Waits is I know when I'm getting I know when I was depressed in my life cuz I can just look back and be like when did I listen to um whatever album the earth died screaming is on that album is one of the best albums anyone has ever done but if you were like oh my god if you oh the earth died screaming it's like the most tom everything sounds like he's the drums sound like he's playing a skull it's fucking insane and but that album if you enjoy it you're sad like (laughs) yeah that sounds right Oh, apparently that that name comes from a 1964 British science fiction horror movie. Okay, uh, doesn't make it less terrifying. No, it's just a, just a bit of context for you, just a bit of fun trivia. Uh, what album is this from? Uh, the Earth Died Screaming. Uh, so yeah, mine was um, I was listening to Nighthawks at the Diner, uh, oh, his live album. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Bone Machine. That album is fucking. That was when he started doing his like weird industrial. I described right. that on uh, Gabriel Abulu's excellent three track podcast. Um, I described that era as. Um, Tom Waits just singing as he walked through a, a, a junkyard, dragging an aluminum bat across everything he found. Oh, because that's it, so good! It's literally like it's like he heard Sonic use it. Was like, what are these poppy fucking losers? And they were like, "We what? What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'll show, I'll show you a tonal." And they're like, "No, no one asked you to do this." No one, like man, music used to be fucking so stupid. How the fuck is Tom Waits famous? He's a genius. That's how he's brilliant. He wrote heartbreaking love songs and then very funny, ironic songs like uh, "Big in Japan." Oh, one of the best. Well, that is the "Big in Incredible. Japan." It, all I think about is living in Montreal in fucking Saint Henry, mm. just absolute fucking just partying our faces off, starting comedy. Oh my god! It's just me and my friend Joanne dancing in our kitchen. That's what I think of when I hear that song because we did it so often. And, or when I blasted walk so loudly, a guy who was living in a grow up told me to cool it. <laughs> For me, it was uh, it was it was the moment I slipped out of punk rock. Big in Japan put me on its shoulders and carried me out of punk rock and into more interesting music. I'm gonna have you know this: you never slip out of punk rock. Uh, to quote Steve Hughes before he went fully mental, still very much mm-hmm. mental uh, at the time. It's for life. So you actually you just never were into it. That's the problem. I I mean my CD collection would beg to differ, yes, but so, uh, so, so 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 my many mosh pit bruises. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was track nineteen on Punkorama Four, the Epitaph compilation, and it was a song I hated when I first heard it. And by the time after a couple months, it was the only song on there that I listened to. And after that, I graduated into a whole new thing because it was like, what the fuck is this? Why the fuck was big in Japan on an epitaph? Um, I I assume that they released mule variations, so they just chucked it in because honestly, no one is more punk rock than Tom Waits. No one. Also, no. I, every time Maybe I'm Iggy aware, Pop, but honestly, I think Tom Waits more so, and that's why they made him his bitch in coffee and cigarettes. Every, I can. Well, it's there are two different types of pioneers. First of all, Iggy, Iggy Pop is. Let's put on our fu- everyone get up their bear rays. Uh, Iggy Pop, I would say, as a performer, is way more important than Tom Waits. But Tom Waits as an overall musician is way more important. Iggy Pop's oh, contribution. 
is yeah. but hang on, as an artist and as a pioneer and like something he represents mm. has nothing to do with any of his songs and has everything to do with what he did on stage. And Tom Waits is like the opposite. Like he could have never performed. You could he could have. You never need. Oh, to you could have been in studio. Yeah. Oh my God. And by the way, and once you see him and meet him, you're like, this is even better. He is the. Yeah. I wish I looked like him when I wore a suit. That's what I want to look oh, like when I wear God. like a hat with a blazer. I want to look like that, and I do not. No, no one does. Only Buck sixty five kind of does. Uh, Nick Cave, but Nick Cave I would wear a no. Nick Cave. Suit. Nick Cave wears his own thing. Nick Cave is doing his own. He's. I've never wanted to look like Nick Cave in any situation. He's terrifying. I saw him once in real life, and he looked into my soul, and he didn't like what he saw. Um, just his face. You haven't spent enough time in Australia. Australia is much like Canada. Has a lot more, uh, like like intense looks and glares like because mm. it's again it's that weird like ah british oppression without any of the british confidence how fun are these fucks uh mm. you have that same thing you know in can you know canada has a uh disgruntled stare through you that you can't find anywhere except maybe the netherlands yeah we do that yeah yeah i'm guilty of that oh my god certainly are yeah. i'm just yeah, yeah. Sometimes I was just tired and a bunch of people thought I was an asshole because British people can't understand other emotions. I just, yeah. the amount of people that were like, oh, you were so scary. And I was like, I just been on a bus for nine hours for fuck's sake. I'm just sleepy, guys. I'm yeah, just I'm sleepy. Tired. Yeah. But then, so with the Tom Waits thing, I'm not saying he's like the most important. I'm saying he's the most punk rock because to me, punk was always about being exactly who you are and mm -hmm. fuck everything. And no one is more that than Tom Waits. Watch his career from like country uh balladeer um, yeah, almost I would agree with you. in the early stuff all through like the piano phases and then through his like weird industrial time and you're like what this guy's just making whatever the fuck he wants to make anything he doesn't give a shit about any of us and that's know, it's really good that's it's punk as hell what is also weird is and makes me think he's a very shrewd businessman is the fact that he's this successful though there is he's so successful that's the thing he's the daniel like kitson of music I am finding it fascinating. Our Daniel Kitson, for the first time in my 17 years of comedy, I have ever seen him have to advertise for shows. What a fascinating sea chain we are living in. Interesting. Is Isn't it plays it or is it stand-up? Stand-up. What? That's right. I think it's, he's expanding his tour base and he's going out a little bit more often than he used to because as we all... Um, we need c -c -c cash, but if mm. anyone's audience is going to be squeezed in these current economic times, it's the people that know who Daniel Kitson are. Like his, you know what mm. I'm saying? It would be like he's a he's a, he's a pen and there's a typewriter, or there's a, he's a, there's a he's a pen and there's an ink shortage. Like he's going to be affected. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's for anyone listening. If you're not aware of Daniel Kitson, and I can't I can't imagine you're a fan if, if you know who Daniel Kitson is. But like just in case, fuck you. He's one of the best comedians the UK has made. He's unbelievable. Uh, I've seen him a couple times and he's blown my mind every time. Um, gen genuinely one of the best comedians I've ever seen. Um, but uh, never advertises any of his shows. Uh, has just a killer email list. And all his shows sell out in a second. Uh, his fans are rabid and will never get enough of him. So the fact that he is advertising, he purposely made himself less famous in a... a, a story made apocryphal by Stuart Lee in uh, whatever that book was, stand-up comedian or something. Nine, that's um, 18, 19 years ago now. That's yeah. that's it's the it's a very fucking different world. You know what I mean? Like Adam fans have kids now too. 
That's the thing. They were cool young folks before. Now they have kids and they have uh, mortgages and stuff. So they can't be just showing up on a Tuesday to the hob. Also, he lost the hub, which was his hub. Oh, the best. I and because I was like right in his neighborhood. So, yeah. Here's the craziest thing about London in terms of comedy clubs in that we were there when they thought that they had done the downsizing, not realizing that we were like in the first wave. Do you know what I mean? Like now it is crazy how many less clubs. Like no one talks about how many clubs Top Secret put out of business. He's, yeah. So I was, I was talking to Glenn about this. Oh, and granted, this was like eight months ago now. When I asked him, or wool. Uh, oh, wool, sorry. And um, I just asked him, we were just talking, and I was like, how's the scene out there? He was like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, no, but really, how is it? He's like, it's fucking bad, man. Uh, and I assume it's only gotten worse since then. You, you've you been out there semi-recently. I mean, you've been in, in Australia for a couple months now, but what was the I mean, what was the, the scene on the ground? I mean, you showed up and did the glory tour, but... That's the thing is I'm I'm in a situation where I get to just sort of pick and choose the nice places and I'm only there long enough to do them. Sorry, my mic stand keeps stopping and I want to be able to keep talking because it keeps going like this. Um, but the thing with it is you can see that there's just less gigs. You can see that there's more people around. There's more like it's just there's less of a vibe because their economy is fucked. It has nothing yeah. to do with the comedy industry. In the no, UK, there's no yeah. one to blame. But Brexit itself, I am reading a book on Nigel Farage, and with every page, you want to scream into, you want to go suck eggs in hell. It's just a nightmare of just like, and like, because it's keeping track of his media appearances, like the fact that his polling didn't actually reflect reflect how much he was in the public eye in 2013 and 2014. Mm -hmm. I, I hate the 2010s, can eat my fucking shorts, man. They did set the table for the 2020s, and those have not been good. I mean, memorable, though. I will say this about the 2020s. Are you not entertained? We used to have to talk about the weather. Well, soon it's all we'll talk about. That's uh, right, but it's not going to be the regular <laughs> weather. Nope. Oh, my God. The wildfires of Canada? Oh, jeepers, creepers. I was watching a I was watching a thing the other day and they were saying like, well, because El Nino basically doesn't exist anymore, El Nino will completely take over, which means uh many more hurricanes on the west coast and rainier seasons in the drier areas, and uh fewer but exponentially larger hurricanes on the east coast. And I was like, Oh cool. Hmm. Well that sounds like a nightmare. I hope those don't ever occur at the same time. Stuh, stuh, stereo hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. Hurricanes of vaginas, yeah, because we're straight. Is that a is that copyright free music, or are we going to get a strike on that? That is copyright free music, as I understand it. Well, let's find out. Uh, that was literally that was like the Opie and Anthony show, which I I will go to fucking bat for to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Is amazing, but is also such a event that vibe in every way and it's a nightmare oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was the it was the, the 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 best and therefore end of the shock jock era oh my god yeah like yeah let's make all these people famous and then they blew up in such spectacular like they are all who knew that jim norton would end up being the most ethical and normal one did you know how what? crazy that Welcome to the, the best example of he's he is the anti Bill Cosby. Of I completely agree. Like that thing of like the nicer you are on stage, the bigger piece of shit you are off stage, and the 
biggest and the bigger the piece of shit you are on stage, the kinder, sweeter person you are off stage. Jim Norton, I don't know if any, I mean, I don't, because most of our fans are British. I don't know how much of Monster Rain you know. Oh my God. That is the most but, intense story. Oh. Holy shit, man. That is fucking but, wild thing. Look up Jim Norton, Monster Rain, and just just have your life changed a little bit. Uh, and then just know that he is a very sweet man. Him and having that, him explaining that to Lewis Black, and then Lewis Black just went, what? And then he just said it in a sentence, and then Lewis Black just went, you ever just get the answer to the question that you never knew how to ask? <laughs> Holy shit. When E-Rock drinks a bunch of tequila, oh my God. One of my, one of my favorite things to do in the entire world was to send clips to Chris's now ex-wife of the mm-hmm. opening because for some reason she and I no one else liked it the way we liked it. You were all wrong. No, that's la, true. La, la, la. Yeah. 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 Even I, I, she would be listening to it and like cackling. Oh my god. Cackling. And I would I would be like, I would have it in one ear while I was doing something else. And even and even then I would just be like, that's too fucked up for me. I can't. I can't I can't with this. It is Patrice O'Neill and Louis C.K. get into a conversation about race that sh- you should have to go to prison. It's it's one, one of the greatest it moments. It is unbelievable. There, is, there are ten points in it where you're you're like, okay, well, okay, yeah. I want how I I'm in trouble, right? Like because I feel like I am in. You cannot in the world you speak you like goodness gracious. Un- unbelievably funny terrifyingly I mean, funny there is a they go through a woman named mimi beardsley describing an interact a sexual interaction with jf kennedy john f kennedy that might be the hardest i've ever laughed at anything <laughs> in my entire life i because i literally what i would do is i would bit torrent the episode every day when i lived in london wow when i was going in to do gigs mm. So I would like at like six o'clock start listening to it. Then I'd go in and do like fucking, I don't remember. I think it's under a month that I was in the UK living there and didn't do a show at night. It's, I think it's under 30 days, which is, and we must stress this unhealthy. That is not healthy at all. But I would listen to that show like throughout the night. So like running around to shows or like in, cause it's always, no matter what, it's London. It's going to take you an hour to get into the city. It's yeah. it says only twenty minutes on Google Maps. Yeah, all right. Believe believe that. Believe that. You fucking idiot. Yeah, get ready that, for hell. That Mimi Beardsley thing. Have you done this before? Oh my it's god! And then the song the is insane. Fucking wildest things. But it's that. I mean, Ashley and I were talking about this last week, where the um, the truth, the true like ability of comedy that is like that you absolutely disagree with that makes you cry laughing is like the pinnacle. It's such a remarkable thing to accomplish. And that's Opie and Anthony for me, just top to bottom is like, I think I hate everything. Both of these guys have ever said and Holy fuck. Am I laughing? Oh yeah. They're reprehensible people. Like they're terrible, terrible people. Both Opie and Anthony, I would not cross the street to piss on if they were on fire. No, garbage people. Holy shit, together the show that they put on was unbelievable. I'm going to say this. We have not started the show. 
this is this was all this was all pre-show. Oh yeah, no, this is great pre-show ramble though. Let's let's get it started. Yeah, well, all right. Let's uh, start her off here. Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than anywhere. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Did it. Welcome to the beginning of the show, Chris. Chris, how do you feel? What what will we talk about today? I don't know, John. What should we talk about? On Wednesday, what an episode we have done. We didn't even address that Ashley's not here. We have Ashley's not here. She's saving baby cubs from poachers. She's off in Africa. She's fighting them off. She didn't even bring a gun. She's just got her hands and she rubbed mud on her face. Of course, I always couldn't track her scent. There was a real trope in the mid '90s that if you put a certain type of paint on you, then you'd be you'd really be much better in battle. Do you remember this? Braveheart what? was the best example of this. Braveheart what? put some paint on you, and then suddenly you're better in battle. There was a real oh, well, genre, that, genre that, of movie that did that, but Braveheart is the best example of the paint in the battle to robe. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing that um, I mean. I think World Cup fans have the same philosophy, don't they? Uh, <laughs> Paint, paint your national colors on your face and uh, go on to victory. I am uh, aware. I believe <laughs> that. I believe that my goodly mother listens to this fine program, and my my mom uh, does not like that I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the royal family. At this point, I'm just a bit perturbed with the royal family. That mm-hmm. said, I am back on board with all football fans because of the you can stick your coronation up your arse chants that are all over. Any That's pretty great. Social media because of uh, uh, and those are the people that should stuff. love it, except for the Scottish ones, obviously. But oh, guys, you would I think working class Britain, the the football chanters would be number one coronation line. Stick it up your ass. You guys have lost it. It's a different country. I just got to tell you, that's just it's very. That's just I understand. I'm open to have a big old discussion about the monarchy, but here's my main thing. I, you have to enjoy those chants. That's what I'm trying to say. The best. So it's fun. Awful. Can I just say, no one can do a more complicated job with a chant more than a British person. Wales, England, Scotland. You guys absolutely, like, you could not get, stick your coronation up your arse. Going at a hockey game? Absolutely not. No. We have, ours is just clapping. Ours are all, clap, 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 clap. And you just insert syllables. Yeah, that's every chance. Or ba 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 ba. That's all we have. Those are three. Those are the two tempos. Those are the oh templates. You fill them in like a Mad Lib. There's nothing else. We don't have songs. We don't. We don't adapt to top forty hits and replace the names with the the personal details of a player who's been outed on Instagram as uh, being a racist. Did this happen? <laughs> I think it sounded like it happened a lot. Oh God. Yeah, they'll do that. They just like all of a sudden, like one. I think it was like the, the one I'm thinking of. I think it was when uh, Jamie Vardy's wife, 
found something out. I don't know the details of it. Someone's screaming at our fucking podcast. Ashley would know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. But there was there was some sort of Instagram detective thing. One of the wives found out something about the, one of the other wives and husbands. And then there was a chant. I swear to God, the next day. It was a whole song. Oh, I don't know how they organize it. I don't know so how they do it. <laughs> it's... Who doesn't like a bit of that, huh? I feel like Jamie Vardy might be a character yeah. in Ted Lasso, but it was one. They'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you don't, well, I mean, I hope they don't. I hope that they. I hope that they. They will. Gonna... It was a big thing. It was. A, I think it was. I think it was Rebecca Vardy. I think she was the one who figured it out. That sounds like a name that I've heard people use. I, I lived in England too long. At a certain point, I was just like, I'm not learning all of their celebrities. So I just oh, was like, no. Yeah, sure. I don't. I whatever. I stopped at Peter Andre, the last one worth knowing. That's yep. I don't know what he did, did though. What did Peter? Andre he was do? a singer, and then he was married to um, oh, what's her face? Uh, Price, Katie Price. Right. Um, oh. And by all accounts, uh, he is a sweet idiot. Just such a nice dumb boy. Everyone's just like, not a bad. I know I have friends that have served him. I have friends that, that work at hotels that he stayed at. And every single person down to the end is like, very polite, so painfully dumb. You really uh, like him. I got to say, you know what I do enjoy? And I might do stand up about this so everyone shut the fuck up if you may do stand up about it later. Is because of shame, because of the internet, we have shamed rich people mm. into either they're just now evil. Mm. or philanthropic as opposed to we used to get the third excellent just a fucking flaming pile of interesting shit like yeah you understand that rich people didn't use to buy twitter rich people used to buy a bunch of lamborghinis and crash them that like do you understand we used to hear about nightclubs when the fuck is the last time you've heard about someone going to a nightclub oh this, paris like, hilton this, paris hilton is the um the the opie and anthony of that Absolutely correct. Everything should be the opium anthony of that, but the best worst version of it. And but Paris that's what I'm is saying. Exactly yeah. correct. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. There's a jacking off under the table. No, I was shaking a protein shake. All right. <laughs> that looked like a two-hander. I jacked off of it. My protein. Mm. I think you came in the shake. Anyways, here's an old lady talking about sex. We love you. Bye. Hey, we'll be wearing the same clothes, though. Don't breathe into that. All right. That took you too long. Into her vagina. That's all. Chris, too long. He's embarrassed. I thought, I thought you were doing a bit about protein. I want to let you finish your bit. That's all right, well, uh, call it I want a five-minute break, and then we'll start the new episode. So the man passes. Yeah, Wednesday, everybody.